Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,777. We continue with Women's Month here on Cars Yeah, celebrating women in the automotive sector by having conversations with 23 inspiring automotive enthusiasts throughout the month. These are all women who are definitely shifting the conversation. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in the desert, sunny Glendale, Arizona, with a very special guest by the name of Rebecca Wynn. Rebecca, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you ready to put it in gear and release the clutch? Absolutely. Yeah, I think you always are. I uh, <laughs> I got some great pictures from you out on the road having fun with cars. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your life, what's one little thing that most people maybe don't know about you? So this was a hard thing to answer for me, but uh, uh, believe it or not, I think one thing that's super surprising to people is when I tell them that I don't have any formal education. Uh, so no college background. Did a semester at a community college and decided that that's just not how my brain works and not how I wanted to learn. So I was more hands-on. So then I kind of just dove directly into a career actually in the restaurant industry. And that's actually where I started. So a lot of my experience, yep, is this hands-on and just things that I picked up um, that I thought I needed. You know, this is really cool. And I, I see this as a trend moving forward for a variety of reasons. Now, being a dad who paid for two kids to go through very expensive out-of-state private colleges, and I'm glad I was able to do it. I had to sacrifice my wife and I, but we did it, and I didn't want them to go out of school with this big burden of debt because you see all these young people getting these degrees, thinking it's necessary, and then they got to school and they've got a mortgage around their neck, and it's Absolutely. so challenging. And for a lot of people, and I've had a lot of people on the show College isn't the right place for them. It just, like you said. So I like to see this trend, nothing against colleges, but there's a whole lot we can do now. And with what is available online to teach us things, if I had had that when I was a young person <laughs> like you, oh my gosh. I mean, you're living in this magical window of time. So to learn your craft as you have, uh, what are some of the ways, for instance, it's interesting, the restaurant industry, and as I'm going to introduce you in a minute, going into marketing uh, for a major PR company, what are some things that taught you that experience that you carried forward? Well, at the end of the day, marketing is really just a conversation between business and consumer, you know, business to business. It's all about human interaction, right? So being in the industry, um, the hospitality industry, a lot of what you're doing is reading body language, understanding people's needs, and convincing them that you have the answer. So in marketing, it's essentially the same thing. So that's really where my passion began is just having a passion of the general interaction between person and person, and then growing that into the interaction between company and person, brand and person, and seeing the dynamics and all that. That's what really gets me excited. So working in the restaurant industry, 99% of the time you spend being hospitable to a person, which then is answering their needs, and then it ended up translating to to marketing. This is very interesting because uh, Marissa Campbell, who's been a guest on this show, worked for years as a restaurant owner, restaurant industry. Now she works as a personal coach. She helped me on a getting healthy weight loss program that I went through. 
that was nice. tremendously successful for me, something that I'd always struggled a bit with. And all of a sudden she helped me do that. But she said the same thing. Working in the restaurant industry, you're right. You're trying to re- talk about reading body language of people <laughs> and serving them and helping them and finding out what their needs are, all these different. I never thought of it quite that way, but I, now I see yep. having worked in marketing myself. So very, very interesting. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. And we'll dive into your life. Recently appointed as the marketing director at Con Media, Rebecca Wynn leads the marketing and project management efforts that drive top-tier results to their network and their clients. She founded her passion for automobiles through motorsports photography, this is cool, in 2012, and has provided media coverage for various media outlets, motorsports series, and automotive events. With content creation came content distribu- distribution, if I could say the word, <laughs> distribution, which established an expert in distribution through social media that eventually translated to a full career in digital marketing. And over the years, her passion for connecting enthusiasts, both new and old, grew into the driving force between the Future Collector Car Show, which is in its fifth year, that's reached over 12,000 attendees last January in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll be back in a minute to learn more from Rebecca, but first a word from our sponsors. Do a little marketing here. They're the ones that keep the food on the table here at Cars, yeah, or I should say the motor oil in the cars. So give them a listen, give them a little love. We'll be right back. Did you know Covercraft offers you much more than car covers? Floor mats, seat covers, and trunk liners? That's right. When you visit Covercraft.com, you'll find Cologne custom bras, LeBra front end covers, and hood protectors that protect your vehicle's front end while you're on a road trip. No more rock chips or hours removing that nasty bug jerky from your grill and your paint. You'll find vehicle seat back organizers that keep everything in check, perfect for all the kids' things in the back seats, spidey gear webs that keep your cargo in your truck bed safely in place, seat heaters, cargo bars, pro nets, rooftop carriers, and pet travel barriers to keep Fido in the back seat. They even make tire covers. And don't forget their dash mat, dashboard covers that shield your vehicles from the sun's damaging UV rays and their sunscreens, my favorite. Their pet protection pads are easy to install, easy to remove, and washable. They protect your floors and seats from Fido's damaging claws, messy fur, and slobber. Everything at Covercraft is carefully engineered and quality made. I've used their interior protection on all my vehicles for many years. And I've got a really great deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off. That's right, 10% off. So just use the code YEAH21 at checkout at Covercraft.com. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I found a new way to protect my vehicle. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collectibles of automobilia and automotive collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool automotive collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting us automotive enthusiasts since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did. American Collectors Insurance, classic car and collectible insurance designed by collectors for collectors, just like you and me. 
All right, Rebecca, we are back. So let's go a little deeper into the corner and share more about what you're doing there at Con Media. I want to hear more about the Future Collector Car Show, which I found interesting. Maybe some challenges uh, you faced with that coming into this year with the pandemic. So Absolutely. I know you love to drive. Grab the wheel, Rebecca. So my position here with uh, Con Media has been inspiring. You know, it's it's great to be among life or uh, like-minded individuals. Of course, when it comes to being a car enthusiast, when once you connect with another car enthusiast, it's nonstop, right? Conversation doesn't end. There's just so much to talk about and it's an easy conversation. So Dan Kahn has been very gracious to offer me this position, especially working remote, you know, with the new environment. Um, I've been able to work remotely from Arizona. And what I do here my main focus right now is to expand the brand and connect with other like-minded enthusiasts and business owners uh, so that we can elevate their brand and also assist them in this very, I guess, flexible time. You know, it's very challenging. Things are changing dramatically and very quickly as we've seen over the last year. So it's great to be among like-minded enthusiasts, but also very creative thinkers. I've had many people on the show that have been related to Con Media and what you guys do. I love what you do. You've sent me so many great guests uh, on this show, which I'm really appreciative for. This challenging market for people selling services or products, it's ever moving. It's always transitioning. And I know for me, when I started what I'm doing almost seven years ago now, I'd not played in the social media world, much less ever done a podcast. So I was trying to stumble through all this. And even today, and I've embraced it, you know, I'm uh, what some young people call a boomer, you know, I've been around a little bit, but marketing back when I was at your point in my career was very, very different. I was running a catalog business. We were just mailing catalogs. The phone would ring. You could mail a certain number of catalogs and I could tell you every day how many times that phone would ring. Now you add all this complexity of all the social media and you, you don't know where things are coming from, how they're, it's so complex. So let me ask you this. If I was to hire you to help me, Con Media and Rebecca, uh, what are some of the ways that you would take a look at my business perhaps and say, well, here's how we would help you, Mark, navigate this, I say a shark infested world because, (laughs) and then, you know, they throw these new things. Like now there's this clubhouse deal that I've joined and I sit in on these meetings. I'm like, okay, how do I utilize clubhouse to promote people to drive them back? Because that's what it's about. Otherwise it's just a lot of fun. And this can eat your time. I always say, if you want your dinner cooked faster, put it in the oven and get on Facebook and your dinner will burn. (laughs) Yes, it is a very uh, challenging space or environment, if you will. So of course, we've kind of, we've got a good recipe. We've got a good strategy internally when we address the needs of a client. And then of course, the first thing that we do is we dive into the brand, the voice, and we help define it and, and refine it. Because in that in that step, we can then kind of translate that to all of the creative resources that we have available. We definitely take on the task of learning all the algorithms, learning all the changes with Google and all of that stuff so that we can answer those questions for you while you focus on developing your brand. So in that sense, we make sure that we are up to speed on all of the trends, the changes, as well as the opportunities available that we've seen um, through our network of resources as well. It is a creative space. Um, it's not just distributing a video. It's also how you're you know, creating it, how you're interacting, and, and how you're branding it. So we definitely keep up and make sure that we have the right resources and also are absorbing the right amount of information so that we can translate that success directly to our clients. Well, you do such a great job. And I love this because the collaboration that Cars Yeah has with Con Media is wonderful because you entrust your 
very valuable clients to me to represent <laughs> them properly on cars. Yeah. And in return, I appreciate you sending those people to me so that I can do just that for you and help expand people's knowledge, my listeners' uh, knowledge of what these people are doing, whether it's a service or a product in the automotive field. And you guys certainly know the automotive field. And then you being an automotive person, which we're going to dive into more here, makes it even better because you can speak the language. I always say automotive people can sniff out a non-automotive person really quickly, right? Of course, of course. So we don't do it in a negative manner, of course. But we, at Con Media, the, the number one thing that I enjoy is that we find it rewarding to connect people with each other that can benefit from that connection. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this together, right? Our, our industry succeeds and thrives when we work together. Right. So um, it's great to see, you know, like-minded enthusiasts um, have the, the conversation that make that happen. Absolutely. So would you share with me your driving inspirations, perhaps a key mentor in your life, someone who guided you, that helped you, an influential person? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of my work ethic came from my my father, and so, some of that was good. Some of it w- was not so good, you know. And and I'm still trying to find that balance because sometimes, of course, you know, um, diving deep into a project is you can produce a a very positive result, but if you do it to to a point where it's detrimental to your health, or you know, there, there's a balance that is uh, disrupted, then it can be, become a negative. So there's a lot of worth e- work ethics that I was able to pick up from my father. A really key component to some of the lessons that he taught me was that failure was not a negative thing. And then that was very, that's something that I've always carried with me. And it was very shocking when I share that that concept to other people that, you know, failure was something to be embraced in our, our household. So as I've gone through these experiences and kind of paved my own path, I've learned to embrace the failure and, and move forward and overcome and see a positive outlook so that every time I do face failure, I'm not being held back by it. So I think that's one of the key lessons I've learned that I've carried for so long. And then furthermore, I've had some very influential people I've met because of the automotive passion that have taught me some great things and given me opportunities. Like Dan is a perfect example. Um, you know, only meeting him in an environment that was where passionate inv- individuals of cars came together. And uh, now I have a career out of it. So, Well, your father sounds like a great man. I tell you, he has great wisdom. I worked for years with someone who always would say, failure is not an option. And at the time, it seemed like, okay, that means you work hard and you succeed all the time. I've since learned after the almost seven years of interviewing inspiring automotive enthusiasts, failure is something to be embraced. Exactly what your father taught you, because what that failure is not an option saying tells you is don't ever take a risk because you can't fail. And it looks so bad. And I've learned that it is the complete opposite. If you talk to incredibly successful people, I'll pick a a mega giant, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. If you think that guy's never failed, I mean, it's like he almost strives to fail every day to push that limit. And I've had people on the show that work for Tesla, say, one of his five companies I think he has now. And they've said, we are pushed to fail every day. Where can we yep. take that to that limit? So yeah, that's become my new motto is uh, fail. <laughs> and I always say, if, if you're going to fall down and fail, at least fall forward. So when you get up, you're a little bit further down the road. Right, exactly. And and one thing I like to, to tell people as well is that, you know, just like an athlete, you know, you reach a limit to where that failure is that limit, right? And then you overcoming that it's it's a landmark of your your skill set right you have created a landmark saying that this is where i was at this moment and i've overcome it you know success 
and, and reaching your goals are also landmarks, but along that way, your failures are also in tune with that. So right. they're kind of hand in hand and um, encouraging the perspective is something that I am very pa- passionate about when it comes to failure. Uh, it's wonderful. It's like exercise. You want to exercise to failure. Now you don't right. want to you don't want to pull a muscle or break anything, but you want to go to that point because that muscle can now it has memory, just like your mind has memory. Absolutely, your mind, your brain is a muscle. It is right? a muscle. Yeah, I've got a good <laughs> friend, Bill. He listens. In fact, is uh, the day we're recording this, I had his daughter Emily Morris on the show, and he's a neurosurgeon. He, he shared over time. I've known him for thirty years. A lot of interesting facts about the brain and how it works and everything. So yeah, it is. I asked him why do you go into neurosurgery. He said, because the brain is the least known muscle in the body that we know the least about. It's so complicated and we're always learning. So there you go. How would you advise other women who want to get into a career path like yours to achieve that success? I think the easiest way is to find an opportunity to actually just enjoy a vehicle. That's where I started. I enjoyed a car and I was like looking at it. I'm like, I really am just curious. How did this beautiful machine come to be? There's so many working components between, you know, the development, the engineering, then the aesthetic, the design, and then the marketing, Mm -hmm. right? So that's really where my passion started was just finding a vehicle that I was passionate about and then the community that followed with it and then everything else that came with it as well. So I think at the end of the day, if women are interested in getting into this field, just remember that it it is passion-based and that it's, it's no longer what people call a man's world, but the majority of the um, automotive industry are now very welcoming to people of all walks of life, not only male or female or, you know, um, when it comes to ethnicity and all that stuff, the industry has changed and um, people are very open-minded. So go into it knowing that there's opportunity out there. Two years ago when I did my first entire focus of March to Women to celebrate Women and Women's History Month, I did it because I'd had a lot of women on the show and I kept finding more and more. It was growing. I kept thinking, this is really interesting because when I started the show, I could hardly find any women. Now, Diane Brandon was the first woman on this show. She's uh, been a judge at Pebble Beach for 25 years. She's a Bentley Rolls-Royce expert. She's become a great friend of mine, very knowledgeable woman. And she was gracious enough to be the first woman on Cars, yeah. And as time has gone, there's more and more and more, which I find great. And I think you found this out, and we'll talk a bit next about Future Collector Car Show, because when car people get together, all of those boundaries that seem to divide us just disappear. We don't really care. If you just like anything that rolls on rubber, we like it and we like you. So now we talked about Con Media and what you do there. Talk a little bit about this future collector car show you're involved in. Yeah. So when I was working with um, ClassicCars.com, Roger Falcioni, who has also been a guest on your show, um, he and I, we met in 2016 and we hosted the very first Future Collector Car Show. So Roger had this vision wanting to um, pursue a younger generation a demographic of car enthusiasts. And um, from there, he connected with me through other like-minded enthusiasts, and we put together our very first show in 2016. So it highlights the future of the collector car industry, but bringing together a variety of enthusiasts because nowadays the collector car value has changed. The definition has changed. And there's such things as instant classics, there's you know, modified classics and things like that. So we created this event to be all welcoming to your um, all types of vehicles, year makes models, different conditions, and just really brought in a an audience of such a variety of people um, and and passions. And it was rewarding to watch, you know, in, in a, a 
fully restored Plymouth Cuda and see that owner talk to this highly modified Subaru WRX and they're connecting. At some ground level of mechanical uh, ingenuity, there was a connection there, right? And that was just so overwhelmingly rewarding. And that is the future of our um, culture, our car culture, is that there's so many different facets to it and everyone has an ability to connect with each other, especially now with so many different platforms, with social media, podcasts, and so on and so forth. So we created that show and in, to, and, and in 2020, we had our biggest one yet, which was um, our fifth annual and we had about 12,000 enthusiasts come out wow. and enjoy the event. 12,000. Yeah. That's insane. That's mm-hmm. incredible. You know, I love this and you see this happening on a, a bunch of different platforms. If you take Sports Car Market Magazine, they've devoted a section to younger people people, younger collectors. I talked to uh, a new advertiser here, Linkage, Linkage Magazine that's associated with mm-hmm. Audrain. Their Concours events, they've had under 30 group, people that brought in, young people that have a car that's worth under a certain amount of money that can be a part of this. So it's not just this very high, well-heeled group of people with a whole lot of money showing cars that you too, as a young person that hasn't gotten to that point from a money standpoint yet, can be included, be inclusive. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And it's so important because I'm a part of many car clubs. And sometimes you see older people in car clubs very much restrictive, like, well, I don't want them here or, and even to a point women. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Why would you not want women here? They make over 50% of the car purchase decisions in this country. Whether you (laughs) like to know that or not, uh, if they don't in your household, you probably don't have the best marriage in the world. That's what I've learned. You always ask, what's your opinion? Uh, and many times they have a better opinion, even if you don't like to hear it. That's another thing <laughs> I've learned from my my past. I think one of my favorite lines my wife uses, well, if you think buying that car is a good decision, okay. Ugh, that's a code for it. <laughs> Might want to think that through a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, absolutely. It's always, that's a very kind way of saying it. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. She's nice to me. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about... What's the favorite part of what you do? Obviously, you're a car gal. You love cars. You love automotive. When you think about what you do, all the different things in a day, is there one thing or maybe two things that really stand out that make it the most fun for you? Of course. So project management is also part of my role. So I'm helping each of our teams cohesively work together. And so going back to the restaurant industry, a restaurant essentially is a production facility, if you really think about it. It's a full-blown production facility. So not only are we utilizing a raw material, but we're producing it or or we're... we're processing the material and then we're manufacturing it into an end product and then we're actually serving it and marketing it. So if you think about it, a restaurant encompasses everything when it comes to a product. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. So one thing I really found myself enjoying was, you know, working directly with process um, workflows and, and work efficiency. So I ended up um, after the restaurant industry, I was able to get a job at a manufacturing facility working under the brands of Voodoo 13 and K-Sport USA. Oh, yeah. So they, they're manufacturing manufacturers of aftermarket uh, suspension components. So I was actually able to get involved in the actual manufacturing process in the automotive space. So I took a lot of courses in like lean manufacturing and and whatnot and learning about that manufacturing process. I ended up translating that to literally everything else in my life, which maybe sometimes is a little extreme. (laughs) We can have that conversation separately, but yes, so that lean manufacturing, that concept really just stuck with me. And then I started translating it to just kind of a little bit of everything. And in the PR agency, in the PR world, it's always hard to kind of put a physical 
description to what we do, right? It's it's very it's kind of in the air. We we do things digitally. It's the connection. It's it's all of that where we don't have a physical product. So one thing that I'm really excited about that I bring to the table for Con Media is more efficient workflows and processes and and things like that, so that each team member can succeed to the max of their um, their capabilities or you know where they want where they want to be but then it benefits everyone not only our, our staff but then our company and then also our clients so I really like putting that into into play and seeing the end result did you get involved uh, any with the process of like lean six Sigma uh, no I didn't get to get that far yeah that's an interesting aspect of it as well I was introduced to because the company I worked for before we did import products manufacture products and all those components but I never thought of the restaurant industry that way but when people have said oh haven't you ever dreamed about owning a restaurant I'm like there is no way I would want it <laughs> it looks so complicated and they're like what do you mean it's just food being served I'm like no you think about it you've got to access that food the exact amount because it doesn't keep forever. Then you got to figure out how are we going to get people in the seats? And then how do you prepare that food properly every time over? I try to make dinner for my wife and I, and I'm thinking, how could I do this for 100 people or even five <laughs> people and have all the dishes come out? It's so complicated. It's very challenging. Absolutely. Oh, I, I worked for um, Fox Restaurant Concepts, and that's where I learned, I would say, the most. Um, they have the whole process and uh, concepts so well laid out. Um, so I learned so much over there between their management training as well as their, you know, chef training and then, um, you know, their management of the business as a whole. Um, they were fantastic. And I learned so much in just under a year that I didn't ended up translating to that new job of, over at K-Sport and Voodoo 13. Well, it's amazing how you took those aspects of a completely different industry into another and now into another. I think that shows a little bit of the genius in your brain, Rebecca, <laughs> of how you've taken those elements and then you've transpired them into these new industries. So bravo to you. Let's take a short break. You're welcome. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. I'm going to ask you what I like to call the challenge question. So keep your seatbelt on. We'll be right back. Crash jewelry is handmade from the metal of luxury cars while preserving the original factory paint. Founder Christy Schimpke came up with the idea when she moved her jewelry studio into her husband's Los Angeles auto body shop. After watching beautiful Porsche ultraviolet fenders and Ferrari Rosso Corsa hoods head to the scrapyard, she developed her own unique upcycling process of cutting, bending, and sanding the metal into unique wearable pieces of beautiful automotive art. For Women's History Month here on Cars Yeah, Crash Jewelry is giving away a special Ferrari Art Deco cuff. The cuff includes an empowering message engraved inside. Enter to win today by subscribing at CrashJewelry.com. Plus, Christy is offering Cars Yeah listeners 10% off in March when you use the code Cars yeah at checkout. That's CrashJewelry.com and use the code Cars yeah today. And don't forget to follow Christy on Instagram at CrashJewelry. I've discovered... Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion, and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. 
That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. And by the way, if you use the code CARSYEAH when you go to LinkageMag.com, you'll get $10 off your subscription. So check it out today. Rebecca, tell me what's been one of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome in your career so far or in your life, something that really set you back, but more importantly, what was the lesson learned about that process? There's a couple of things. Um, I'd like to start with the transition from the restaurant industry into the automotive space. So without a formal education or anything kind of backing my, I guess, the justification to get into the industry, right? I ended up doing a lot of things on the side. So while being a manager at a restaurant and working about 55 hours a week on the side, I was trying to figure out a way to establish some level of a skill set to be able to get into the industry, my first step, right? So that's when I picked up photography. So all the while working my management job with the restaurants, um, I started doing some photography on the side and then ended up connecting with a couple of friends that we started an online uh, magazine that unfortunately is no longer in existence, but we started that and started doing a lot of media coverage. So I started attending, you know, SEMA, um, Formula Drift, uh, some rally events, and then of course, uh, various car shows and started documenting them and writing about it. And then that ended up pushing me to then connect with other enthusiasts and talk to them about their experience and so on. So from there, I ended up refining my talents when it came to photography so that I could be more in those environments. I I noticed that that was my ticket to get into these environments. So I I knew for a fact that I would learn no matter what, as long as I was in the environment, there was something to absorb. And as I was going to these events, I started to realize that this is what I was passionate about. So that's when I started doing other, you know, car shows and car events on the side so I could get um, experience. I built my own experience to where I could then eventually make that connection with Roger to host an event under his company name. So that the main challenge was determining how could I get my foot in the door? And I get this question a lot. And really it was, I just need to put myself in the environment and then I'll figure it out. So that's the the first challenge. And then the second challenge I think everyone kind of um, faces is how do you balance that, right? I had a full-time job and then I have my passions on the side. So I'm still working on it. I haven't overcome this uh, challenge, but balancing my passion and of course your mental health, your physical health and all that, that is the, the ongoing challenge that I'm sure everyone else faces as well. You know, this is brilliant. You dropped some value bombs for us here. because <laughs> I hear this from a lot of people. They will say, gosh, Mark, I mean, you've worked for decades in the automotive industry. How lucky are you? And I've said, I don't believe in luck. Uh, I think it's when you prepare and you see an opportunity, they cross roads and you jump in the car at that point and take Absolutely. off down the right path, of course. But what you did was brilliant because I- I've advised other people, p- particularly young people, say, well, what are you passionate about first? Figure that out and then start doing as what I call the side hustle, if you will, something yep. that's unique and different. Go out there. The other thing I learned is one of my first clients when I was very young in the advertising industry was uh, the great Tony Robbins and landed that account when I was very young and he was just starting out. And uh, one of the things he taught me was he said, look, Mark, because we were trying to be creative and bring him all these new ideas. And he said, no, 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 there's too much stuff here. He goes, just don't reinvent the wheel. Other people are doing this successfully. Let's just do it the way they've done it, but put my touch on it. And if you listen to his message, even today, 
I, I last month I went through a five day uh, seminar, three hours a day with Tony Robbins online. I did it just to kind of see where he's at right now. But I was hearing the same messages I heard 30 plus years ago when I did his firewalk at his castle in <laughs> Del Mar. And it's just putting your own twist. So you with photography, with writing, I mean, this is the way listeners, if you want to get into a field to do it, I've known people that said, I want to work on cars. Well, offer on the weekends to go help a car shop. Sweep the, sweep the floors for free. Get in the environment. Just to see it and ask a lot of questions because car people love to share, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's brilliant. You did a really, really cool things there. Let's talk about a bucket list type item. I would assume you're so young. I'm not <laughs> you, compared to me, everybody's young, but you're so young. What are some things that you still want to really accomplish in your career and your life that you're looking forward to? So I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I think that's where a lot of this project management and workflow process passion comes from, right? And so my end goal, and, and everyone asks me this question, what is your end goal? My end goal is super super vague, um, but that's what how I like it. That's what in, uh, creates uh, creativity, right? So my end goal is to just at least own my own business and create my own legacy at some point. And I want that legacy to be able to help others, uh, whatever that case may be in, in whatever fields, in whatever industry, I just want it to be able to help others. So I'm kind of dabbling here and there and learning um, the ins and outs of being an entrepreneur. Dan's been very gracious in helping me in that as well. So that's my end goal is just, I just want to be an entrepreneur and and see where that takes me. Well, you're reading my mind because that's a wonderful segue to my next question. And that is helping others. I've learned mm-hmm. something incredibly valuable in the last almost seven years of doing this show and talking to incredibly inspiring people. And that is, and this is the secret to happiness, listeners. This is the secret to happiness. We are happiest as human beings when we are giving back to others. Some people figure this out at a young age, like Rebecca here. Other people, (laughs) it takes a little bit longer to figure out. So let's talk a little bit about that. Right now, what are some of the ways that you help others and give back to others? So I recently actually launched my own little business. It's a, another side hustle. Yeah, um, there you go. There, you um, can't so take the, the side hustle out of the girl, <laughs> that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. So this side hustle, um, so the brand is called Print Driven. So it really capitalizes on my skill set um, as a photographer, but then also all of the connections I've made over over the years through photography. So the, the program works that I connect with a network of um, reputable and talented um, photographers that photograph drivers are also trying to achieve their own dreams. So the way it works is I connect with the photographers, I get the work that they've captured of these drivers that are out there on the track, you know, trying to prove their worth, trying to build their their own, um, you know, career. And we sell these prints of these photographs that these two individuals technically have collectively created together. The way the end product works is as as enthusiasts are buying these prints, a portion of the proceeds actually go back to the driver to support their driver program. Cool. And then a portion of the proceeds go back to the photographer so they can continue capturing, you know, these drivers. Then it just full circle, right? So um, as these prints are being sold and I'm helping fulfill um, these uh, these orders, it's benefiting all three parties. So the photographer can continue to pursue their passion and these drivers can also continue to pursue theirs. And then the people who are purchasing the prints know that they are supporting both um, enthusiasts and talents achieve their dreams. So awesome. yeah, it's a really exciting project. I've put together and it's teaching me quite a bit that I'm actually translating to benefit not only um, Con Media but also our clients as well so it's been working out really well um, and it's nice to see that 
this work that everyone's putting together can actually translate to something that it, that will create a better future for for all parties involved. You know, I need to introduce you. I've had hundreds of photographers who focus on automotive photography on the show. I've got a whole list of people I need to connect you with that yeah, I think right now listening to us are very excited to get to know you. Do you have a website for that? Is it printdriven.com? Yep. At the printdriven.shop. Dot .shop. Cool. Awesome. I think it's a wonderful idea. Thank you. I can think of a few people been on the show right off the top of my head that you should talk to. So we'll connect you guys. But I love the way it's integrated back into con and how you're helping people with that. Uh, photography is one of those things that I think a bit of it has kind of been dumbed down because of these proliferation of, of smartphones. And people's idea of good photography, like I say, has been dumbed down because everybody can now take pretty good photographs. I wouldn't say professional level because you still have to have an eye for what you're doing, but they can do right, a good composition. job. Composition, lighting, those key things. So uh, photography has been a tough, tough sell for photographers because, well, I just go out and have Billy Bob take my picture with his smartphone. That's very true. Yeah. That's a huge challenge right now. And what's nice about Print Driven is that I offer them another level of value to offer to their clients. So if, you know, for example, if there's a driver out there that needs um, photographs, what makes this photographer better than another one that can do it cheaper and so on and so forth? Well, if they can offer, you know, an opportunity to be on Print Driven, then not only will they get photographs, but now they have an opportunity to make some revenue. So Again, another um, increased value for these photographers in my network, but also it's another—it's one less thing for them to have to manage. You know, I'm sure every photographer would love to sell their prints. I always had a passion to seeing my photos on paper, uh, but it's another thing to manage when you're trying to manage your own business. It's 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 tough. So I kind of take that as an equation for them. Well, and the best part of this whole thing is what we talked about is you figured out a way that a way for that to give back to others. And again, that is the secret sauce to life. And I really think it's part of the the important part of being successful in life as a human being and as a business person. You need to make money, but also you need to find a way to give to others and supply something to to others that they need that makes you worthy and it makes you feel pretty darn good too so right and with the uh, covid and, and everything that has changed in the last year um that's another thing that kind of inspired me to join the con team is that um we used to be a client or i used to be a client of con over at classiccars.com and to see what they did during covid and just you know pushing themselves to creatively think to the benefit of the client in, in such a weird space without little to no ask of, of anything additional. It was let, let us help you. Um, that really inspired me to, to join the team. Absolutely. Yeah. And it comes back to you because those people don't forget what you did for them. So absolutely. Yeah. Really important. What's the biggest high point so far in your career, in your life, something you're really proud of? So I was very humbled to um, be featured in the Wall Street Journal. Um, very cool. So my story, yeah, it, it's it it was essentially the moment that really made me feel like all of the crazy things that I was grasping at finally created this bridge from point A to point B, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, because when I you know, transitioning from the restaurant industry. I spent 10 years in the restaurant industry and to leave that to go in the automotive space, I questioned for the last 10 years, what am I doing? Right. right. And and I think that was the point where I was like, I, I did it. Like I, I made it happen. This was my goal. And, and now I'm here. So I think that was truly the high point. Um, if not the uh, future collector car show in January was the other moment where I, I realized that my dream had been to some extent achieved. Yeah. Well, Bravo, and many more to come, no doubt. Let's take a <laughs> short you. break. We'll be back, and I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive. So keep the seatbelt on.
Today's vehicles are essentially computers on wheels, and it takes more than a wrench and oil to keep them humming. That's why Cars Yeah! supports TechForce Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to driving tomorrow's workforce of skilled technicians forward. Techs keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. Yet there's a massive tech shortage because many young people don't know it's no longer a blue-collar job. Today, it's a new-collar career. It involves computers, technology. It's in high demand. You get paid really well. And you can live and work anywhere in the country. I know you're passionate about cars, trucks, and motorcycles. And you can help pass that passion on to the next generation of techs so our rides keep rolling down the road. Visit techforce.org today and learn how. Hey, fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Did you know if you subscribe at carsdad.com, I'll send you my free filler up book. It's an ebook filled with fuel filler fun and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap up email from me every Friday and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars Yeah. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, that's what we're all about. Here at Cars, yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, we're back. Now, I have a magic wand. This is pretty cool. Cars, yeah, has a magic wand for a lot of things. One of them is I'm going to set up the ultimate drive for you, Rebecca. Here's the deal. You get to pick the person you're riding with. Could be somebody living or somebody who's passed, somebody from the past. You get to pick the kind of vehicle, and you get to decide if you're driving or they're driving, and then maybe touch a little bit on what you would talk about on this ultimate drive? That is probably the hardest question. (laughs) Um, I think the person uh, would probably be Anthony Bourdain. I feel like I actually felt a huge connection with him because his beginnings um, were a bit similar to mine, where we kind of just went into the restaurant industry, started from the bottom, um, and just slowly refined what we were able to do within our means and continued just to build on that. So I really connected with him in that aspect. And then he just continued the passion and then connected with other people who shared that passion and just continued his journey that way. And I feel like I'm kind of on the same road, maybe not to that extreme, maybe in the future it will be, but it was it was, it was was great to see that connection. And, and I'd really... If I were ever to interact with someone, that would be someone I would have been able to or would have wanted to. Uh-huh. Um, and as far as the vehicles to drive, that is probably the hardest question. But I would actually want him to drive my car um, and see his thoughts on my Subaru WRX that I've had since I was about 16. It's my first car. I learned how to drive on it. So I would love to see him in the driver's seat driving my car and us having a conversation about humble beginnings and, and how you how you pursue your dreams in, in that fashion. Very cool. You know, I used to ask a different question, which was getting tiresome for me, at least, maybe even for my listeners. And I've incorporated this new question into Women's Month, and I think I'm going to carry it forward because it brings out wonderful answers like that because there's a bunch of components in this, not just what would be your favorite car, but the person, which is what cars are all about, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about that. And of course, then what would you talk about? Very creative answer on that one. Now, how about a, Thank you. You're welcome. How about a book, Rebecca, is there a book you'd like to share? 
Yeah, absolutely. I actually picked up this book recently, so I haven't finished it yet, but it's called Becoming Bulletproof by Evie Pomporis, I think her last name is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she, she was a Secret Service agent, um, and she really talks about navigating you know, conversations, and, and some of those conversations can be casual ones and or uh, professional ones, like asking for a raise and so on, and, and kind of uh, a focus on self-development. So I've just started reading it, and I'm really excited to get further into it. That's the first time that book's been recommended. I've not read that book. I'm going to have to get my hands on it. It sounds very interesting. You said she used to work for the government, right? Yep. Used to be a Secret Service agent. Secret Service agent. Wow. Well, think of the skill sets needed for that. Talk about being able to observe your surroundings all the time. Absolutely. And uh, fend off any uh, bad behavior that could be coming. So Becoming Bulletproof. I'll put that on Rebecca Shono's page. If you go to the Cars website, you'll find a place called Guest Recommended Books under the Resources tab. There's over 1,800, probably 1,900 books listed there now. I've made it really easy for you to buy them as well. A wonderful library of all sorts of great goodness. All right. You've taken us on an amazing ride today, Rebecca, and I've really appreciated (laughs) spending some time with you. This is great. Another superstar from Con Media. I've got another one coming up this week. Now, before I let you go, could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off with Anthony Bourdain in that Subaru WRX? I think one thing that I continuously remind myself is that life is all about perspective. Mm. Many things happen to us. And unfortunately, the thing that taught me that lesson was when my dad passed. Oh, it was such I'm a sorry. negative impact. Yeah. It's quite all right. Um, he's in a better place. So no more no more pain to be endured. So, um, But it, the perspective on his passing initially was such a negative thing. It was like, it's a loss. It, could, it couldn't be anything more negative, right? But there were so many huge positives that were, I was able to pull out of it. And now I reflect back on it with a, a positive outtake. And he's taught me so much, even in his passing. So... As I move forward in my life, um, I've adjusted my perspective to many things, um, and, and failure being one of them. Um, so at the end of the day, life is about perspective. So if you find yourself at a roadblock or or in a place that you don't want to be in, just adjust, adjust your perspective and find the positives. Easier said than done, I'm sure, but I found that to be one of the greatest answers to a lot of my problems. You know, it's a wonderful way to think about things. Yesterday's guest, Michelle Rowe, talked about losing her son to suicide, tragic thing, young son. And her answer to my question about the ultimate ride was with her son. And she said, while people may think that's morbid in some way, he would want that. He would want me to go on in a positive way. I lost my father almost four years ago now. And when I think of him, I always think about his positive lessons he taught me and carrying those forward. He would not want me to grieve. He would want me to be happy and to go forward with a positive perspective. So you're right. Life is all about perspective. So what a joy to have the father that you had. So that's very cool. How can people follow along more with you there at Con Media? Social media is a great place. My personal um, Instagram is Becca Bananaroo. Um, now, wait a minute. Becca <laughs> Bananaroo. It's named after my car. Okay. So my car actually named the Bananaroo. Um, it's it's a combination of banana and Subaru. Okay. So everyone found that ki- quite comical because it is a bright yellow is car. Is that B-E-C-C-A-B-A-N-A-R-U? Uh, B-A-N-A-N-A-R-U. A-R- yeah, okay. There you go. Becca <laughs> Bananaroo. I like that. Um, 
Yeah. And then my photography is at um, RHN Media. Um, or if you'd like to check out Print Driven, it's print.driven on Instagram. All right. Awesome. I'll put all these connections to Rebecca on her show notes page on the Carja website so you can find her, follow her, realize and learn from her because she's figured it out for sure. And I want to thank Nathan uh, Espinosa for connecting me with you today. Nathan has brought me some wonderful women during Women's Month, but also some great people just like all the other folks at Con Media. So Nathan, thanks for another superstar. Rebecca, thank you for being so generous <laughs> it's been today. an honor. Well, this has been fun for me too, for being so uh, forthright and so... Uh, inspirational to us today until you and I talk again I'll see you down the road thank you you're welcome (laughs) thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!